Sadie, scoot closer for me. Sweetie, can you come up here? Can you come up here so we can see your pretty face? And you can stand right behind her. Give me five. Good job. Say good morning on the count of three. Daniel 6:26 I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel for he is the living God and steadfast forever and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed and his dominion shall be even unto the end
welcome everybody this morning. We uh, appreciate being in the Lord's house. We appreciate our children singing and the enthusiasm. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch them enjoy singing for the Lord. But, uh, <clears throat> we're thankful to be here. And I got a scripture. Uh, it's come up on my phone this morning. Um, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It's in uh, 1 Timothy 6, uh, verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it's certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Or let us be therewith content. And uh, <clears throat> I, enjoy, uh, I enjoy that scripture a lot. Excuse me. <clears throat> have a rough time up here this morning um, and we try to uh, we try to be content and I, I think a lot of time when we look at that scripture we think of the natural man um, try to be happy and satisfied with what we got we got to just more than we could uh, ever ask for in this life and the Lord's been so good to us naturally um, and again a lot of times when I read that scripture that's where my mind goes but uh, the contentment comes uh, when he saved me when I was 12 years old. Uh, this spiritual, I, I got the best thing that anybody's ever going to get in this life. It's, it's uh, you know, there's nothing better out there. And I got it when I was a 12-year-old boy. I had no idea what I was getting. And, uh, you know, with this, this flesh is never going to be satisfied. We're always going to want something. Um, and I don't do a very good job of that. It seems like I'm always thinking about the next thing or trying to do this and trying to do that but my soul is content and there's there's nothing else I've got I've got, I've got it all I've got I'm going to heaven someday uh, and I just I appreciate that I uh, like I said I, that's one of my favorite verses in the Bible but uh, again we appreciate being here and let's uh, pray for the revival going on in the end let's pray for our service here this morning I hope a lot of good things happen today and uh, I'm asking um, Brother Sean Hendrickson dismissed Sunday school.
we appreciate being in the Lord's house and uh, I've been I'm, I'm like Roger or, or Ryan uh, I've been contented with what God gave me ever since I was a 15 year old boy and I in this flesh, there's been a lot of times I wasn't contented. I wanted something else or something I, maybe something I wanted I couldn't get. And that ain't happened too often. Most of the time, if I want something, I just go get it. God's blessed me. And, but what, he, what God gave me down in here, I've been contented with that ever since, ever since God saved me. And... Uh, it, it's contentment with great gain, and, uh, and and some of that was in the last week's lesson. And this is just the, this lesson today is just a continuation of last week's lesson. The rest of the chapter, starting at the fifteenth verse of the first chapter of Ephesians, and uh, it starts out wherefore the first first word wherefore, and the dictionary one definition of wherefore is for which reason everybody probably knew that but uh, for which reason Paul said for which reason this is what I'm writing to you and uh, uh, in uh, Ephesians this was in last week's lesson the 13th verse and the 14th verse said in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. We got, we got God's Spirit down in here telling us that what we got's real. We got, a, we got an inheritance uh, over on the other side. And that's telling us it's real. That's the proof of that inheritance. And uh, and, and God's Spirit's telling us He's he going to take us home. And uh, But anyway, He said, Wherefore, because, because of this, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, and it, it's good, I like to hear about our church doing good, and I like to hear about other churches doing good, and I love to hear about people getting saved wherever they get saved. And uh, uh, and if I hear about a, a church that's struggling, which that happens sometimes, churches maybe get out of a pastor. They're trying trying to find a pastor, having a little struggle. That happens. And we ought to pray for them with everything the Lord will give us. And I'll say this. I believe every, every church that God set up, and if the Spirit's in it, He set it up. Every church that God set up, God's got a, God's got a man somewhere that's supposed to be the pastor of that church. Now, maybe... We take it on ourselves sometimes. Uh, I, I've, I've seen churches get in arguments and everything else about 
who was going to be the pastor, who they wanted to elect for a pastor. It, and, and the church does do the electing. But if we, if we don't come in unity, and every one of, I believe every one of us ought to agree, if, if God set the man in, and he does, I believe God sets a pastor over a church. And if he, if he, done, if he set the guy in, and my heart's where it ought to be, then I'm in agreement with God. My flesh sometimes gets out of sorts and might, might not get in agreement. But if my heart's right, I'll be in agreement with God. But if we get all out of sorts and argue among ourselves, uh, I want this guy and the other guy wants this guy, and, and we're just going to have a big argument about it and falling out and nobody don't like nobody because their opinion's a little different. That, that's, that's a mess up in the church, and that's a bad one. But what we need to do, humble our hearts when, when times like this, anything. It don't have to be talking about a pastor. I'm just using that because that's a real big example. But anything that comes up, Instead of getting this guy in it, this guy ought to get in it. I ought, to, I ought to try just as hard as I can and everybody else to humble myself and, and pray for God's will to be done and pray that I'll be in agreement with his will. And uh, But anyway, he's, Paul said, I've heard how I've heard about your love and how great your church is doing, and I now let listen. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, and and we ought to pray just hard as we can for everybody that everybody anywhere people's trying to do the work of the Lord, we ought to be behind them a hundred percent. And if, if they're struggling or got a problem, we ought to be behind them 100% praying for them. And uh, I know the will of God. He wants us to do the very best we can. He wants every other church, wherever they come together, do the very best they can by the help of the Lord to lift Jesus up that people could have an opportunity to get saved. That's what church is about. And uh, anybody got a comment? I cease not to give thanks for you. And, uh, and not, I've, I say every Sunday probably, just about anyway, that I've been in this church all my life, or as far back as I can remember. And I love this church. I, there, there never has or never will be, a, in my opinion, a better church, a better bunch of people. And uh, are, are we perfect? Absolutely not. I know me. I, do, I don't know that much about everybody else. 
But I know God didn't make any perfect human beings. He's working on that, though. When he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, uh, he made us down on the inside in the image of God. And David said, uh, I'll be satisfied when I wake with his likeness. When we get up in the resurrection, this thing here, the sin will be gone, and we'll be in the likeness of Christ, and perfect both soul and body. And that's, that's what God started out to do in the beginning. He wasn't talking about making us perfect while we live here. Now, he did make our souls perfect, but he didn't make this thing perfect. He told me to keep myself unspotted from the world. He told me to lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset me and run with patience the race that's set before me looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. Now he was, he was looking past the cross when he was going there. There wasn't no joy in the cross. Just hanging on the cross and dying, that, that was pain and agony. The joy that he was looking at was a 15-year-old boy in 1956 got out of his seat and come down the aisle and got saved by the grace of God because Jesus went to Calvary's cross. That's, that's the joy he was looking at. And he rejoiced in that then as good as I did when I got saved. And that joy, there, the Bible said there's more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner that repents, more than 99 just persons that need no repentance. So when, when somebody comes and gets saved, heaven rejoices. You can't, this is hard to understand, but you can't separate this kingdom in here and that kingdom over there. It's all the same kingdom. The same person sitting on the throne, and uh, God rules it all. Anyway, get back to the lesson if we can. Uh, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Now, the Bible said he'd given us all things that pertain unto life. And uh, already when we got saved, we got everything we needed for time and eternity. He told us, though, in, in the book of Peter, he said, given all diligence, in other words, do this with everything you got, add to your faith virtue, to virtue, knowledge, to knowledge, temperance, to temperance, patience, to patience, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity, and so on. I can't, I can't quote them all. I probably missed some of them. But he told us to do those things. I got to add to my faith. And I got to add to my knowledge. He said, study to shew thyself approved, a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed. Now, I can... I can get down on my knees, and I do this all the time. I don't know if anybody else does or not, but I, 
about every time I pray, I, I ask God to give me understanding and help me to be able to do what he needs me to do. And uh, in order for me to be able to do what God needs me to do, i got to study to show myself approved a workman unto God that needeth not to be ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So he told me to study. But he also said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. But if, I believe this, I believe if, if, if my Bible stayed on the shelf and I didn't never open it, I'm wasting my breath to pray for knowledge or wisdom or understanding from God. Now, I might, I might hear the preacher preach and get just a little nibble here and there and, and uh, so on, but if God requires some, some work out of me, and uh, he give us, give us all a job to do, and that's to be ready. I love this scripture. Be ready always to give an answer to any man that asketh thee a reason of the hope that's in you, and with fear and trembling, I, I may not have quoted that exactly right, but uh, so we, in order for me to be ready to give any man an answer, then I got to stay where God's Spirit are moving my life. When He wants me, when He wants me to do something, I got to do it by the power of the Holy Spirit, or it's not going to be a, the help to people that it ought to be. So we need to. We need to be as, stay as close to God as we can so that he can use us when he wants to. It ain't always, it ain't always uh, when, I, when we come to church or prayer meeting or whatever, it's not always my turn to try to testify or, or lead prayer meeting or whatever. It's not always my turn. God don't always need me to speak up right then. But he wants me to be ready when the time comes. Sometime or other, if you've been saved with the grace of God, sometime or other, God's going to want to use you for something. So he wants us to be ready when that time comes. And if we've got our life messed up when the time comes, we can't do it. We might, we might say the words, but they won't have the power. The Spirit give unto you the Spirit of wisdom. And uh, there's a scripture. I scribbled it on here this morning. Most of this stuff's typed out on the computer, but this one I wrote down by hand and I can't hardly read it. In 1 Corinthians 1 24 said, But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. And uh, so Christ is, is all, and, and he's in you all. He's in, if you've been saved by the grace of God, the throne's set up in your Jesus is ruling in his kingdom. And when the Spirit moves for you to do something... That's in the kingdom. And he's got the, he's got the leadership. He, 
He tells us, everyone, what to do when he wants us to do something. He'll let us know. By the same token, I'm sure everybody here has had this happen a lot, maybe much as I have. He'll tell us what not to do. You get it on your mind, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this or that or the other. If it's not right, God will let you know. That's an absolute fact. I've experienced talking. By the same token, if you do what's right and follow the Lord, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. He'll let you know it's right. He'll let you know you've done good. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. The eyes of your understanding. I'm like Ryan said this morning. He said when he got saved, he didn't really understand what he got. I don't know if I said that the same way he did, but by that same, same way here, I knew I had, I had the best thing I ever had in my life. I felt the best I ever did. But I didn't really understand right at that time what God had done for me. And I, and I still don't fully, I, I, ain't, I ain't seen into, the, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. And that's, that's not only on the other side. I know, I know that's talking about heaven, and we ain't, we won't see nothing, just a, maybe a little peak. Now and then when God's spirit moves real good, we might get a little peek of what God's got over there. But every, I don't know if everybody thinks about this like I do or not, but every time God's Spirit moves down in here and I, He blesses me real good, it's new. Every, every time. That's, that's why there's a lot of people get bored with coming to church if they're saved, they need to get their heart right. The only times I've ever been, since I've been saved now, the only times I've ever been bored is when my heart wasn't right. When my heart's been right, they ain't a thing boring about God's house. I told about that the day I got saved. I couldn't hardly wait for Sunday night to get here so I could come back to church. And when my heart's right, that's where I'm at. And I, by the same, same thing, when, when it's getting close to church time, I start praying, Lord, we need you again. We need your help. Somebody needs to get saved. And that ought to, that ought to be our attitude all the time. But sorry to say most of the time, most of the time with a lot of us, it's not that way. We come to church. I do this. I come to church a lot of times because I have to. But when my heart's right, I can't hardly wait to get here. And uh, understand what God's give us and want somebody else to have it. It's, 
It's ever since, ever since I, when I first got saved, I, I got a, had a brother. He's, he's gone to heaven now, but my brother and my two sisters hadn't been saved. And that's the first thing I, I wanted them to get saved. It wasn't long until they got saved. It wasn't my fault. God, Jesus done that. But they got saved. And, and ever since, when my heart's right, I'm wanting, I'm wanting everybody to get saved. That's where Je- my desire as a child of God down in here ought to be the same as Jesus' was when he was on the cross dying the Bible said, whosoever will could come and take the water of life freely. He died for everybody. And he wants his church to be a light to the world for everybody. Go out, he said, go into the highways and the byways and compel them to come in that my house might be full. He wants us to get people, get people's attention. But if we don't live right when we're trying to get their attention, we're wasting our time. We ought to to live the very best we can. Then if God gives us something to testify to somebody, then we got the power to do it with. And it'll carry some weight. And uh, there's a a scripture, and I, I think I read it or quoted it last last Sunday. In First Peter, he said, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, which, according to His abundant mercy, hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time." He's give us an inheritance that's incorruptible. And when my name, when that Sunday morning, 1956, my name got wrote down in God's book. And my deed, God put his name on my deed up there. It's heaven's as much mine as it is Jesus's. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. And it, that was sealed. When I was sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise, that promise of God, God don't break His promises. And He said that was mine. Now, I, I told God, this, this was my intent the morning I come and got saved. I gave my life to Jesus. I might not have said the words, but that was the attitude of my heart. I gave my life to Jesus, and I'm His. And a lot of times I don't act like it. There's been a lot of times in my life I didn't act like it. But God let me know every time. And uh, But it's good. And then I, I get to thinking, as, as much as Jesus done for me, it's a shame that I'm the person I am sometimes in the flesh. 
And I'm sure glad that when I repent, Jesus forgive me. The Bible said we have an advocate, Jesus Christ, and I can't quote it word for word, but it said he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He's faithful and just. Can we say the same thing about us? How faithful are we? And this, this, this group here, we're here all the time. We're faithful to come to church. But are we faithful to follow God when he gives it to us? Are we faithful to keep ourselves unspotted from the world? I think so, probably. But uh, I appreciate, and I was talking about what a great church I think we have. This is my, my opinion. But when you, when you come to church here and God's spirit moves, like I said a while ago, it's joy unspeakable. When God's spirit moves, God's testifying the same thing. He's testifying. He's testifying to, to me when the spirit moves in you that you've got your hands clean. You can climb the hill. And uh, there's been a lot of times that I've tried to do something and couldn't do it. Tried to pray and couldn't pray. And God was testifying just maybe just the opposite to me. But anyway. But wisdom comes from God. Anybody got a comment? And what the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. And we, uh, we can talk to God when, whenever, when every time I've ever had a problem since I've been saved. And my heart was where it ought to be. I've been able to take it to Jesus. Now, some of those problems didn't go away. Some of them did. But the ones that didn't go away, God helped me to get through them. And uh, two of the biggest ones, I guess, when my mom and dad both died. And uh, everybody here knows how hard a thing that is on, on us. But both times, God's Spirit was right here letting me know they was all right. They were still hard on the flesh. I remember, I remember I was just young, maybe 20, 21, I don't, I don't remember, somewhere back in there, when my grandpa died. And I went to his funeral, and it just about had a hallelujah meeting. And uh, it don't get no better than that. 
especially when somebody dies. God, God will move in our life and he'll let people know what we are if, if we humble our lives and do and follow him like we ought to, somebody will know that we belong to God. That's where that's where being a light's concerned. But anyway. The exceeding greatness of his power to usward. And God, the God that so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What is he going to withhold from his people if he didn't withhold Jesus? What's he going to hold back from us if we need it? If we ask him, if we ask him right out of our heart, he he promised he'd, he'd hear us, and he will. He does. Every one of us knows that from experience. But anyway. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. And we we can sit in heavenly places with with the Father and the Son. They're, they're both right on a throne right right down in here somewhere. Scientists can't find a soul in a man. But God found it in 1956. I know that for a fact. And he moved in and made me alive down in here. And I've been alive ever since. Even some of the, as, as rotten as I've been a few times. God was still right here talking to me. Now, he wasn't blessing me, and he wasn't telling me how good a boy I was. He was letting me know I was wrong. And them, right now, looking back at those times from where I'm at right now, those are some of the best times of my life. Because when I was absolutely wrong, God was telling me I was his. And... uh and I appreciate that. Sometimes, sometimes I have a little trouble putting into words what's in my heart. But what God put down in here is worth more. Uh, that Linda sings that song, I feel like my pockets are full of diamonds and gold. I, you, can't even, you can't even put it in words what God put down in here. It's better than better than any money in a bank account or, or whatever. If you if you had the whole world and didn't have Jesus, be a shame. When he which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, and uh, by the resurrection. The Bible said if there be no resurrection, we're still in our sins. It said if there's no resurrection, then is Christ not raised and we're yet in our sins. But by the resurrection of Jesus, he made us alive in Christ. 
He raised us from the dead state of sin we was in and uh, gave us eternal life. And one of these days, he's going to raise this carcass. And he'll change, the Bible said he'll change our vile body and make it like unto his glorious one. And uh, I've, tried to, I've tried to imagine me and my wife got grave lots down on Fairmont Road where there's a lot of people from church here is buried down there. But uh, I've tried to imagine the resurrection day getting up down there with uh, all those people, P.L. and Siegel and Homer. and there's a, there's a bunch of people down there, real good people. One of these days, Jesus is coming. I got that scripture wrote down here somewhere, but he's coming to get us. And there will be a resurrection, and there will be a shout like the world ain't never heard. And most of it, a big lot of it, will be coming from that little cemetery down there on Fairmont Road when, when we get up and see Jesus coming in the clouds. And the Bible said, every eye behold him, even them that pierced him. And uh, I believe God's church is going to be shouting all the way to glory. I ain't, never, I ain't never shouted out of this mouth right here. But I've been so close to it, I couldn't hardly hold it back. And I probably shouldn't have, but I did. When you get up in the resurrection, I won't have the devil fighting me. And I, I believe I'll shout all the way to glory. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, gave him a name above every name. And uh, what's, who is the greatest person in your life? Ever since, now I, I love my wife to death. We've been, if, if, if we live till July, we've been married 60 years. But, and I love her to death. But she's the second best thing ever happened in my life. Jesus is the number one best thing that ever happened in my life. And it, every, there's a lot of things. There's problems that I have sometimes or things that we have to pray for that I don't even tell my wife about. Now, there's some that I do, but there's some things I don't even tell my wife about. But there ain't nothing I don't tell Jesus. If I need help, there's some things my wife can't help me with. But there ain't nothing Jesus can't help us with if we'll humble our heart and, and say, Lord, here I am. I, you know where I'm at and what I need. And, uh, and he can help you if, if, if you got your heart tuned up right. But he's above all principality and power. 
and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. He's got a name above every name, and he's got all power in heaven and earth, and uh, no limitation on what he can do. If he can save me, he can do anything. And uh, so, I want to read. I want to read this scripture in Thessalonians. This is probably. This is absolutely one of my favorite scriptures. In First Thessalonians, he said, "But I would not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope." 